RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So you might have seen some of the headlines out there, though. I've been looking around to see um, what's been said about this issue today, and I haven't seen much. And um, the headline I have seen is from a One News piece, heartbreaking, Auckland mums plea to save childcare centres. So we thought we'd want to find out more about that from Rose Goodlife, who joins us now. And Rose, thanks for coming on Reality Check Radio. Nice to have you. Nice to be here. First of all, what's your involvement in this? Let's uh, let's know that first. Um, well, currently I am a grandmother of uh, a little girl who goes to the centre. I um, registered her when she was a newborn because there was such a long waiting list for carry kids in Beach Haven that we had to wait that long to be able to enrol her to be assured that there would be a space for her. That's how popular it is. Yeah. Um, but um, also I have been um, as a, a facilitator running a parenting alone group um, that many of the mothers that came along to that group were able to have an arrangement with carry kids in Takapuna to have their children looked after there whilst they attended the support group. So that was a huge benefit for them. So we're talking about 10 carry kids, are we? That's right. Yes, at various places across Auckland. Yeah, okay. Okay, so devil's advocate here, Um, huge debt on Auckland, Rates could go through the roof if it's not addressed somehow. Um, they're talking about selling airport shares, and that's all we ever hear about, right? We don't hear about the ECE centres. We hear about the airport all the time. It uh, almost seems kind of uh, nothing, you know, a drop in the ocean compared to the huge issues of this massive budget they're talking about, the amount of money they need. Um and that it really doesn't make that big a difference what, uh, with carry kids. Um, and in fact, that, uh, the one that, um, where my granddaughter goes makes a profit. Okay. And the wages of the staff are paid by, um, ECE. So it's not like the council pays for the wages of the staff. It's really about the facilities that the, well, the council loans. Well, I'm seeing it reported here from that story I, I referred to at the beginning that um, Brown, the mayor, proposed saving a million dollars by having the council withdraw from running the centres. A million bucks. I don't know how that can work. I haven't seen any figures on how that fi- ha- those finances have been derived. And I would like to, us to be able to have access to that because I can't see how it's going to make a saving. And in actual fact, that the money that is gained from, um, you know, the the uh, the parents, what parents pay to send their kids there, goes to leisure services, which of course is, you know, all the, the um, swimming pools and um, right. libraries and all that sort of thing. So it goes into a big funding pool, not just specifically early childhood. So so early childhood comes in under, under leisure services, does it? That's <laughs> right, yes. Oh, it's all about leisure. Yeah. Get some time yeah. off from the kids and just kick back. Yeah. Oh. All right, yes. I, I, I'm I'm kind of kidding with that, obviously. But is it the role, though? This is an historic thing, right? I mean, these have been, I, I imagine, in council funding or operation or whatever for quite some time. So there's a legacy there. The benefit that you know, the the difference is that this is a community service. It's part of, as you say, you know, the leisure services group. So that people, um, it's not really about 
childcare whilst you work because it's not a full-time care, couple of hours or, you know, nine till three. So it's not full-time childcare that we're talking about. Well, nine to three is a good stretch. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, with the work-life balance, work from home, maybe that that does work. So it's more of a community service rather than an industrial childcare system. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is part of a community um, thing, you know, where kids are looked after whilst parents, caregivers can go and do other things. It's not a replacement. It's not a place where you go, where you send your kids so that you can go to and work full time. So many of the mums and and families are able to um, do studies whilst the children are there or they're um, able to work part-time or work from home or do contracts. Um, Some people have actually, um, you know, sent their kids there whilst they study at university and and one of them is uh, on the local board council. So she sent her children to Kauri Kids. And so it is, it's not a replacement for the ECE centres that are around the local daycares. It's quite different. Okay, so what are the mums saying? You obviously, you know, plugged in. Um, and how will they feel if this funding is cut? What will it do? Well, horrendous um, knock-on effects. There's going to be 350 displaced children. Um, where are they going to go, especially as there are these long waiting lists um, for uh places where they could go as an alternative. Um, Also that many of them don't really want to have like seven or eight o'clock till six o'clock childcare. Um, So the the options are a bit limited. Some of the mums who work part-time won't be able to get part-time daycare, uh, kindy or or childcare facilities. So that will end up with them, you know, contemplating that they might have to give up work or give up their studies. Okay, here's a call. Make a call. Do you think they'll do it? Do I think they'll cut it? Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. Live in hope. I hope they don't. I hope they come up with an alternative options or they manage to do the the figures and and realise that actually they're not going to make a saving. They could end up with a loss. And I guess we have to um, uh, take into account that I'm reading one news story and it may have been misreported or something may have been misconstrued, but it's fair enough, isn't it? If you're going to do something, make a move like this, and you're going to claim that it's going to save a million dollars, you better come turn up with the bank statements to show yeah. that it does, right? Yes, absolutely. It would be good to see that breakdown. And it would be good if if that is, if there, you know, there's a possibility that maybe we should um, have some discussions around it or if we need to have guidance from the council as to how we can improve the um, the financials so that it can become viable or if we can work together as a group and support each other and share ideas and have, you know, t- teachings around it. Has there been any reaching out to, you know, the, the users of the service to, to get their view? Yes, we've all um, come together and we um, have have formed a group on Facebook. We've had meetings um, and, you know, we've connected with our counsellors. We've seen... No, what I was meaning, Rose, is has anyone contacted you from council or anything like that and said, okay, um, here's what we are thinking of doing. Tell us what you think about that so we can 
we can put it in the mix. Has anyone done that? Uh, we've had some um, ideas from people, you know, some of the councillors have said that they don't want to lose it and these are the reasons, you know, the financials as to why we don't think it's it's a good idea to lose it. Um, I think the next step would be to work with them on um, contributing ideas uh, initiatives have a maybe a steering group working between council and uh, the day centres, the daycare places, um, to be able to um, come up with some ideas to keep it going, to make it viable. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that, and uh, I'm sure we'll be pretty quickly back in contact to get your reaction. Thank you very much. Rose Goodlife, whose grandchild is in one of the Kauri Care ECE centres funded by the Auckland City Council, waiting to hear what will be happening with the funding of those centres and what that will mean. And maybe we'll hear something today. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.